Hello and welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino. And I'm Conrad Toll. And yeah, we're finally back after uh, some time off. I had to take some personal time off and I'll probably tell you guys that much later. But for right now, we are back and uh, we're going to be talking about some demonology. Now, originally, I wanted to talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren, but I feel like we need a, a build up to this. First of all, we need to know like a kind of like a 101 of demonology, yeah. right? So I, I'm going to start from the beginning. Um, and I, and I, yeah, and I got a little story here to tell everyone. What do you got, Connor? I've got three of my famous theories about what demons are. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, okay. So why don't I go first and then uh, we can get into the theories after. That always works out, right? Yeah. So... <clears throat> You get the mic a little closer. The study of demonology is interesting because, you know, you get you get stories that come out like uh, Dante's Inferno or Orpheus and his journey to the underworld to retrieve his love back from Satan. And then and then what you think of think of those two and you think, well, those are just stories. But like, yeah, they were based on mythology because then we have things like the four horsemen of the of the apocalypse. And then we got Satan and his rebellion. And of course, the I would say the main topic of demonology is demon possession, right? Yeah. One of the big ones. So then you got writers. like was- Yeah. Well, that's what that's what people would know in, um, I guess, modern stories yeah, because- and, and books. And yeah. Because the, the main question is, oh, that's cool and all, but how does it apply to me? And I think if you were demon-possessed, yeah, that would apply to you. That would bit. apply, yeah. But then you got writers came out, um, like Peter Bensfield, who was a German bishop and a theologian. He was elected Bishop of Terror, Tier? Tier, and became a well-known writer in on a theology who uh, achieved notoriety, notoriety as one of the most prominent witch hunters of his time. And he published an influential list in, 1950, in 1589 of demons and their associated sins. And this is the seven deadly sins. Of course, you got Lucifer, demon of pride. You got Mammoth, uh, the demon of greed. Um, this other guy I can't pronounce, but he's the demon of lust. You got, do you know what I'm talking about, Connor? Uh, um, Leviathan. Sorry. Levi- okay. <laughs> I thought you were going with Lilith. No. I'm like, yeah, Lilith, uh, I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, Leviathan, uh, the demon of envy, uh, Beelzebub, gluttony, Satan is wrath, and Belithor is sloth. But surely there must be a king or a mother of all these demons, right? There has to be a first. Well, that is where I bring you the story of... And Conrad said this earlier, it's the story of Lilith, right? Popular theory, uh, who is claimed to be Adam's first wife. Lilith was created with Adam, and we can come to that conclusion from reading the Bible itself. Now, I am going to talk about some verses here, so bear with me, but we need to understand, we need to hear this and understand it. So, uh, Genesis chapter one, verse 27. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. And then if we go to Genesis chapter two, verse 22 and 23, this is a whole chapter later, right? And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. 
Okay, so if we were to take the Bible for its word here, it means God at first created a man and then a woman together. He created a man and a woman together. And then something happened, and in the next chapter, God explains that he created a woman out of Adam. So that's two separate females here. Now, in the stories of Lilith, she wanted to be the dominant one. She refused to obey, uh, obey Adam. And so she leaves the garden and called out God by his real name and transform. He transforms into a demon, the demon that we all know her to be. Now, I think this is my belief that this would be first known demon, because at this point, Lucifer had just rebelled. Remember, God said everything he created in the six days were good, including his angels. That meant Lucifer hasn't re- haven't hadn't rebelled yet. But on seventh day is the uh, most likely day that he rebelled and fell. So there's a lot of debate on when actually uh, Lucifer rebelled and, you know, fell out of heaven. But if you, if, if, if you look at the days that God created, so God created man in, on the sixth day, as well as the heavens and the earth, and, the, and that included the angels, right? So at some point between the sixth day and the seventh day, uh, when, when man was already created, meaning Lilith was already created. And at some point before the seventh day, uh, Eve was also created from Adam at the same time that Lucifer rebelled because he didn't want to, um, what was it say? He didn't want to, uh, uh, think that, uh, humans were, were better than angels or something like that. The whole reason he rebelled because he didn't want to, um, Lucifer, Lucifer, yeah, he didn't, he didn't yeah, want Yeah, so there's, 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 uh, I think a couple verses in the Bible that talk about why he rebelled. Um, one I, of I, them. I know man was one of them. No, no, no. Uh, actually, um, there is one verse, I think it's in, um, Ezekiel and it says, um, the devil, um, became prideful in his uh, great merchandise or something like right, that. Right, right, right. So, yeah, he, he was very prideful on his uh, beauty, mm-hmm. is one. No, not, not just... But not also not just beauty. His trade. Right, right. And it, and it goes to the... You, you've heard the, the verse, the uh, love of money is the root of all evil. Sure, yeah. There, There's a verse in Ecclesiastes which implies that the devil was prideful of his riches, its wealth and by the extension it would mean that the root of the, the creation of lucifer and all the demons of his were all created based on the root of the devil's love of money mm. I, I i don't actually know that one i don't know i just i happen i just you right. said something that sparked into my mind like right. oh wait there's there's a there's like a couple of reasons but you know that one's that one's not yeah, well another a theory a, another reason that I know for sure is one is that, yeah, he didn't want to worship God. He wanted to be worshiped. So that was one yes. of the reasons he rebelled. I believe, I believe that's another one that I've heard. Um, but I didn't hear the, mo- I hadn't heard the money th- one yet because I mean, would there have been money in heaven or even yeah. earth at that time? Like, um, <laughs> if everything was just created and he's an angel in heaven, right? The most beautiful angel in heaven. Well, it didn't say money. It said commerce or something like that. So you you don't necessarily need to have money in order to have commerce. So trade. Whatever he had, he loved and wanted more of, I guess. I mean, other than power. Because he wanted power. But so I, I always was under the assumption that, you know, he didn't want anything to do with man. And um, which is why he uh, rebelled against God. And, and now that he is... Uh, 
the the one that uh, has dominion over Earth, right? Yeah, because he yeah he was. Uh, it says he wants to trick man into to worshiping him. No, no, no. I think I think there's like an actual verse where it says that the the Earth belongs to the devil. That right. God gave the Earth to the devil, and therefore when he cast him, when he cast him out of heaven. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't before. Right, because because uh, when he got cast out of heaven, he said, uh, "You will you have dominion over Earth now." <clears throat> but I also heard because he was uh, he w- he was the uh, the angel of music in heaven that he also has dominion over all music. So it's like if someone I, I don't I don't I don't remember it. I I should have brushed up on that. And you know what? Like I said, I think this is going to be a series because I definitely want to dive into more of it. There's there's a lot in demonology that that uh, you need to research. But anyways, my original point was that Lilith would have been one of the first demons. Yeah, or wouldn't have or would have been separate because you can uh, you can also say that she's of a different tree. Because like the devil absolutely um, swayed all the the demons that were thrown out with him, and he also then swayed Adam and Eve in the garden. Right, and so right. you could say that like, he's of like a whole different branch, but then um, Lilith was all on her her other branch. Yeah, well, I should say uh, the first demon created on Earth, right? Because she was on Earth, Lucifer was in heaven, cast down. So. I would say that she is the mother of demons, and her type of demon she was no, she she's uh, known as a succubus. Now I'm pretty sure yeah. we talked about it before, but a succubus <laughs> is a demon, a particularly a female demon that comes to men in their sleep, in their dreams, often in a sexual nature. And the reason for that, I never understood what a, a succubus does, like why they do it. But then I found out the reason does it is so that she. It, it's not a, a dream necessarily, not to Lilith. When she comes to you in your dream, right, and you have these uh, sex dreams with Lilith, <clears throat> she's literally taking DNA from you to then create uh, offspring demons. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, the nature of her succubus. And, and this all goes back uh, to Adam, obviously, not being able to control him because she wanted to be the dominant one, but now she's like, Acting revenge on all men. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's known, actually, also for taking babies and young children at night if they're not protected. So this is where the uh, baptism of babies come from, because if they're not protected by God, then she she can come and try and take them. And I think it's something like 20 days or something like that. It's a very sp- specific amount of time that she has to come take these unprotected babies. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she was the first succubus, first demon of her kind. She, and then because of that, you know, obviously there's going to be some uh, male offsprings. Those are the incubus types of demons. And some people have theories that maybe she was the snake in the garden tempting Eve. Some people have a really good theory about it. I didn't bother to read it because... Hmm. I, I didn't bother to read it because, you know, in the Bible it says that old snake, Lucifer, tempted Eve. It actually says his name. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but they're like, well, it was just a, kind of a metaphor. But I'm like, mm, I don't know. Well, Not I everything think that in the Bible it, is. 
I do think it is a little metaphorical, but um, if you're looking at the metaphorical part of Genesis, uh, the main part to look at is when the when God is dishing out his sentences where he's like, okay, because of this, you will do this and that and the other thing. And because of this, mm. you will do that and the other thing. Right, right. And when it's, so there is a lot of metaphor, I think, in when, when he's dishing out his, because his, um, his sentences are actually prophecies. And, you know, there's no point, right. no one ever gives out a prophecy that's like, in 40 days, thou shalt die or something like that. <laughs> right, right. Or or like when God says, you know, if you eat of the, the fruit of the tree and you surely die or something like that. Mm, mm-hmm. It's not like, it's a prophecy, but it's not like you will die immediately. It's like time will get you in the end kind of a thing. Right, right. Because like, weren't people immortal or something before before that? Um, Before the sin? Yeah. Before the original sin? I don't know, actually. I don't know if they were immortal. It makes you wonder, though, like how everything would have played out if Eve was never tempted by the by the fruit. Well, actually, that plays into one of my theories. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm pretty much done with the uh, the Eve story. I really wanted to concentrate on uh, the Lilith because this is kind of where it all begins. You get the fall of Lucifer. Right. And then you get uh-huh. the first created demon, the first uh, human transformed into demon type thing um, because of, you know, power and lust and all that. But after that, where it really where it really dives into madness is where uh, Cain did the first murder. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. And 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 this is where you get more of a blood. What's it called? Blood oath. Blood oath demons. Oh, yeah. That, that, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I what I wanted to research, but I didn't have time for that. So, like I said, this will be a series, and I am going to get into that uh, the next episode when we do this. But yeah, let's get into some of your theories of the. Okay, so there's the there's the two standard camps that are you know aren't the you know the theories that the there's the secular and then there's the uh, religious groups and like the 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 denominational um like christians and all of that right mm-hmm. and then in between lies my three theories but on on the but I'll just going to explain like the um the the secular um theory for um, what demons existence and all of that. They say that it's all your mind playing tricks on you and there's no spiritual world. Right. Sure. And on the religious side that they, they, they tell you, you know, the, the demons and they're waging war. There's a spiritual warfare going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I guess I'll get the easy one out of the way first. There's the alien theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's not too hard because, um, I was reading the book of Enoch and the book of Jubilees, which are two non-canon um, biblical books. They're they're non-canonical, right? 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 right. Or maybe they're a- they're Jewish, not Jewish, Catholic canonical. I, I don't remember. I, I don't know if they're in the same group with like Maccabees and that sort of thing. I see. I'm not um, sure. But they're they're ancient Jewish texts, and they both concern with um, Genesis, but mostly around the time of Noah. Now you know about the N- Nalumph, right? The the, uh, the what? The, the the children of demons and people. The ha- Nephilim. Nephilim, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know. So it, it, yes. it talks a lot about the Nephilim, especially in the book of um, book of uh, Enoch. Enoch, right? Because because they also explain the Watchers, right? Because yes, they're quite similar to the Nephilim, but not but they're not the same. Yeah, so the the Watcher the Watchers are the fathers of the demons, uh, Nephilims. Ah. 
So the uh, in Genesis, in the, the book Genesis, um, in the you know the regular Bible, it says the sons of men saw uh, the daughters of man, and mm, right. then came to them and had children, and they were giants of great renown or something like that. Mm. And if you ever ever want to hear a really long-winded theological debate, just Google that. And say, were they demons or were they not? Because there's some people who say, well, you know, the children, the sons of God doesn't necessarily mean demons and angels and that sort of thing. And other people are like, well, you know, yes, it does. And then there's a huge, huge argument about. About the Nephilim? What, yeah, about whether they were actual giants or <clears throat> when it says giants, does it just mean sure. like giants of renown? Does that necessarily mean that their renown was giant, but the people were not? <laughs> so there's a huge argument over whether they were half demon or not. These would be like demigods, right? Yeah. But in the book of Enoch, there is no uh, gray, gray, um, <laughs> A gray area because you have the watchers and it talks um it says it talks in like the, the way that the bible says and it says that the watchers you know talked among themselves saying shall we go down among the humans and have offspring pretty much right and then one of them says there's no way that um i would ever do something so cursed or something like that and then the other one says well, and then they have this, this back and forth and then they say, okay, but if we're going to do it, then we shall make a bond together or something like that. And then they have a blood covenant or something. And then they go and there's 20 of them and it has all 20 of them named in the book of, um, Eh, da, da, da. Nope, wrong one. <laughs> um, but uh, there, there's a few different ones that are named, but the most, uh, uh, interesting one that I wanted to concentrate on is Azael. It says Azael brought down um, because uh, each one of them did different things once uh, they were um, on earth and then they were they had children. Mm-hmm. And one of them, and I think that there was only 20 of the, the watchers and they only had 20 wives. So it was only like 20 women out of all of humanity, um, according to the book of Enoch. So, um, and each one of these watchers brought different things. Um, one of them brought medicines and other ones, uh, brought other things, but I, I, I wanted to concentrate on Zale because he brought, he brought humans weapons, which they used to kill each other. Um, Jeez. and it just really struck me as so, um, parallel to the stories of demon not demons aliens that we have been we were talking about just a couple weeks ago with the pyramids and um how uh, which group was it the greek gods how i was saying that they were rogue um alien groups right right and they were out on their mission and then there was like a, a mutiny aboard the ship and i had a whole theory on why the greek gods were yes gods in one area but not in others and how i believe that the whole alien thing and all the mythologies tied together and different alien sightings anyway pretty much pirate aliens is the greek pantheon but, <laughs> <laughs> um this w- would kind of parallel to that quite a bit because how many stories have you heard of the ancient aliens having uh, offspring with humans? I hear it all the time. All, all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, there's then, the, the one of the main theories right now is uh, alien-human hybrids that um, they want to repopulate the world with. So the idea is that these, ali- these um, demons and angels would be good aliens or the aliens that are going along with the rules is passed to them by you know the deity the um the the rules of the 
I don't know, the 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 NASA command of whatever <laughs> group is sure. sending sending out the aliens. But then you have these uh, rogue ones, which would be the demons, and they're acting of their own accord, and that's why they're considered the evil ones. And then the aliens are like, okay, let me set this record straight. There are some aliens you should listen to and some you shouldn't, okay? We're going to call the bad ones demons and the good ones angels. That's all you people need to know, okay? Got that? <laughs> so that's that's the easy one. That's the easy theory. Okay. Um. Anyway, I just the the weapons one uh stuck out to me quite about lot because there's a lot of um uh, theories about uh, weapons coming from aliens, uh, like the boomerang. Mm -hmm. you know, the uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've heard that one, but the, the yeah. boomerang is such a weird, weird throwing object. But yet, it's found in similar designs, or found invented separate from one another. But the actual design of it is very unique and actually um, is not the sort of thing that you would ever expect somebody just to stumble across. Because if you look at a boomerang, the actual old-fashioned boomerangs, they're flat on one side and then they're domed on the top. You know, how they make the they make the hook. That, but if you were to lay the, th the thing down on the table, there would be a flat side and a rounded side. Kind of like an airplane wing. Mm. And it does the same thing as an airplane wing does to give it more lift. Causing sure. the, you know, the, the vacuum. Anyway, just, there's like a few theories of like, wait a minute. There's no way anyone invented this way back in the day. <laughs> anyway, and, and like the way that it's crooked and everything and that there's different ways of putting the bins in different spots to make it, um, interesting fly different, you know, depending on which, what, how you want your boomerang to perform, but whatever. Sure. It's just that one stuck out to me a little bit. Um, uh, I don't know which one to go with next. Okay, I'm going to go with probably the most um, heretical of um, my theories. Um, Lay it on us. Okay. They generally say that aliens are at war with God, right? Uh, I don't know if I've heard that aliens are at war with Not God. Aliens, um, demons. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This one would be that the demons and all of that, like, everything is plan one. Like you were saying, um, wouldn't it be weird if the aliens, uh, not the aliens, if God, you know, if the, the people in the garden had not. Never sinned. Never sinned. This theory is that that was not a possibility, that God created people so they would fall. It's it's very much along the Calvinistic um the uh why, why would he create them to fail i don't know <laughs> that would be a question for a god that wanted them to fail but there's there's a lot of um that, that's why it would be heresy you know it's like <laughs> sure, sure 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 a lot of people would see that as like an evil god so but i mean it, it, and not only that but he would have created the aliens to fail and lilith to fail a uh, fall f fail there we go. Um, but I mean, the whole, I, I think the, I think most people are going to argue with you on that with free will, right? He gave us free will. It was our choice. It wasn't his choice. In this theory, it would be that there is no free will, that like he was all predestined from the very beginning. Okay. No, no, no. The, the, um, so the suppose, basis. suppose he, Okay, let's let's go with your theory. Suppose he didn't want free will, right? Or there yeah. was no free will and you know, it we were set up to fail, okay? Yeah. And God being God have already known all everything that would have happened before it happened. Yeah. 
what fun would it have been if he set it up to not fail right like you're you, like he never created lucifer he never created say he, he, he never created demons he didn't create like um i was going somewhere what? with this and i forgot like he just did not create the scenario for 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 mankind to fail so so then thus creating a utopia forever what what fun would that would that have been I kind of feel like there had to have been free will. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but let's let's continue your theory. So the, the, I came across a theory when I ran ran across these two different, like two or three different um, verses in the Bible. Uh, I, and I didn't get, like, go reading through the whole Bible, but I, I did. Um, I did. Um, I, I ran across this, I suppose, guy did a, a theory, not a theory, but he, he was talking about what demons were and all of that. And one of the things that he said is that demons follow exactly what God said, as if they are under God's control just as much as angels are. And that they're just as much his um, servants as much as angels are. Uh, and the, the verse that he um, quoted was uh, 1 Samuel 16. And um, there's this fella, uh, King Saul. Have you heard of him? I believe so. So King Saul, uh, that God's spirit was with him. Uh, but then he anger, angered God somehow. And then... Uh, the prophet Samuel went and anointed King David and uh, King David was to usurp King Saul. And then after his, uh, after that, God's spirit left King Saul and went to King David and um, an evil spirit in verse 16 of uh, Samuel cha- uh, chapter 16, verse 16, uh, it says, um, when, uh, no, 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 no. So it's chapter 16, verse 14. The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord came and troubled him. So an evil spirit, not an angel, not a good spirit, but a demon came from the Lord. So like God commanded that demon to trouble Saul. And whenever that would happen, um, they would have to, uh, I guess, do therapy on Th- uh, Saul while he was under assault from this evil d- spirit. What? And then in the book of Job, um, at the at the first bit of it, uh, the devil himself comes to God, and he has to make account of all of his work to God at that point. And then um, the God asks him, hey, have you looked, seen Job while you're on the earth? Isn't he such a good servant of mine? And then the devil says, well, you know, if you didn't bless him, he wouldn't be a servant of yours. And then God says, sure, go attack him and take away all of his stuff, kill his children. Um, uh, and so what happens to Job after like three different times, the, de- uh, the devil attacks him. The, it takes away all of his wealth, kills his kids. His wife divorces him. He gets boy all over his skin uh, and then he's um, a destitute man on the edge of town homeless and he has um, so do you know what a boil is no it's kind of like the world's biggest pimple I see it, it's really awful extremely painful <laughs> and it um, it's, it's about like the size of a quarter Ooh, that's terrible yeah they're awful and the thing is they're, they're really deep below the skin layer so you know how like pimples have a thin layer of skin over them? Mm-hmm. You have to cut through like, because you, your skin is pretty thick uh, on other parts of your body if it's not like your hand and that sort of thing or your face. Sure. You would have to cut through like an eighth of an inch of skin to cut through to the boil. Ugh. And, and it's like a mix between an infection and a pimple. I don't I don't really know. 
They're, they're, um, he's covered in these things. Anyway, Terrible. So, and that's kind of at God's command of the devil. God commanded the devil, devil to go and do that, to prove that he was a loyal servant of God. Then, Jesus, okay, he's on the earth. He goes, it's in the book of Luke. I forget which chapter, but it's pretty early on. Uh, there's this guy who, it's the story of a crazy guy who's on the edge of town, and he's got the strength to break chains when people go to put him on him because he's insane and he goes around hurting people. And when they put him in chains, he's got the strength to break them. And he's got a demon inside of him called Legion is his name because it says, um, what's your name? My name is Legion for I am many. Meaning that there's multiple demons acting as one. Sure. And when Jesus approaches him, it says that the demon comes and worships Jesus. What? Yeah. This is all in the book of Jubilee? No, no, no. This is in the Bible. This is the book of Luke in the gospel. The other one's the book of Job. It's in the Bible. The other one, First Samuel, in the Bible, man. I need, so, to, I need to go back. Yeah. It's weird. That's insane. And so this guy was saying, so, so demons are things that are under God's command. I'm like, no, they're more than just under God's command. They're like doing his. They're his lackeys. <laughs> I guess this in a, a way, I, we 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 should have known that because when you hear when you hear stories about demon possession, the only way you get the demon to obey you is by saying uh, Jesus commands or God's commands or something like that, right? Like say all these prayers and you say in the name of God or in the name of Jesus. It's like. They have to obey, right? Yeah, because it's like the, the story in the Bible of these people come over and they say, um, in the name of Jesus, whom uh, the apostle Paul preaches about, we cast you out. And the demon looks at him and says, of Jesus, I know of Paul, I've heard, but I don't know who you are. And then he attacks them and beats them. <laughs> Beats them up. <laughs> An interesting Bible verse. And it's like the idea of a... So, it's the... Um, I probably shouldn't laugh at it as much, but... It's like you used the wrong password. <laughs> like, invalid password. password I, uh, yeah, invalid password. Did not open up uh, containment to release demons. Instead, opened up can of whoop-ass. That was the <laughs> biblical uh, apple. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the theory that I'm, I'm presenting here is that the demons and all of that, like this is all like part of God's plan. It's like, hey, I'm going to have bad demons and I'm going to have good demons, uh, good angels and all of that. Sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, the de- the uh, there's the angel of death. Right. Uh, he, right, right, right. Um, but, he's, but, he's, but the angel of death isn't considered a, a bad entity. It's just he's I mean, got a job. Well, maybe because like all demons are angels, right? Right. It's not like they're humans right, right. that were went to heaven and now are. Well, see, this serving. was this is what I was thinking the whole time when when the when Lucifer and his angels, his band of angels, fell from heaven because yeah. they were no longer welcome there. They weren't considered demons necessarily when they fell. They were still considered angels, right? Uh, I suppose. I mean, like they're still the same species. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Right? It's not like they somehow grew more grotesque. I mean, right. <laughs> As you pointed out to me several episodes ago, real images of angels are a lot scarier than people think. So what I was thinking is, maybe the angel of death was a demon. I mean, if God A demon or an angel? Not a demon. Because, like, what's the difference between an angel and a demon? It's just which ones fell from heaven and which ones didn't. Like, there's no actual discernible difference between the two. And, like, which one would God use to go and kill all of the um, children of the Egyptians, right? 
right? To go and slaughter their babies. Like, would he use an angel or would he command like a demon to do it? Because he command, could command a demon. Command a demon. Because, where the dude, of you're, on, you're on to something because now I remember. You remember the uh, uh, King Solomon? The, uh-huh. char- the character of King Solomon? So, guy's got a thousand wives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this was like at, at at like kind of like the end of his life where he kind of had the most power he ever got, right? Because God gave him the authority to command demons, and what he did was King Solomon commanded demons to build his castle or his temple. I say castle, but you know, it, it, it's his temple. So if God gave King Solomon the authority to command demons, it makes perfect sense what you're saying. He always had command over demons. Like they always, he was always uh, in control of all of them. They were doing his bidding. So there's another verse I wanted to bring up from the book of, um, this is from the book of Enoch. So it's not like one of the ones of like the, the canonical Bible. This right. is like the only one that I, I found that was outside of the canonical Bible. But there's an angel who he is, um, he asks God, uh, he's having difficulty com- doing one of his tasks and he asks God to send him a tenth of the demons. And then God put a tenth of the demons under the command of this angel for the angel to can finish his job wow it's kind of <laughs> that's kind of could nuts you, yeah could you imagine like uh you, you call up i don't know <laughs> god and you're like hey i need some more manpower it's like sure here's a tenth of all the demons you're like ah that's not what i was thinking but okay <laughs> So that this, that's to insane. Build upon like the, the idea that like it's so here's the thing: if God's commanding all the demons and is in control of them all at the same time, this is it's it's it, and then if you combine that with the idea of predestination, where like there's no free will and everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, and like because here's the idea: God creates um, Adam on the earth, right, and he creates him um, so that Adam does what he wants to do. But here's the thing: who if God put the desire and Adam to do whatever God wanted him to do, then God, then Adam's free will is, um, turns out to be, um, God's predestination. Do you kind of see what I'm saying there? Like, here's the thing. If like you wanted a kid that was predestined to like ice cream. So what you do, Conrad, you want the kid to have free, free choice. uh, Conrad, my my kid is going to like ice cream regardless. All right. It's just in my DNA. That's that's why, that's why I bring it up. It's like, does your kid have free will to like ice cream? Like maybe he'll want to hate ice cream because he wants to eat healthy, but he doesn't have that free choice. He has to love ice cream because it's just the way that he was made. It's the way. Sure. That they, they just he is so if god creates someone who likes ice cream and then he's like okay now go and do your free will and then the person's like you know what i want to eat ice cream and god's like yes that's what i wanted you to do you know that's he, why i created ben and jerry's <laughs> so that that's the uh, that's the idea of like everyone has free will but then the thing is you were created to want to do what God had planned you to do. So he knew what you were going to do when presented with certain circumstances. Okay. That's how he yeah, made you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm following you. I'm following you. I'm getting it. But now it's, so, now it seems like free will is, it should have a different meaning to it. Like free will yeah. should probably be not be called free will anymore. It should be called predestined will. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. So then like you mix that with like God controlling all the demons that way. And then you get this different picture of the world where, where I was saying like, this is like the really her, 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 her,
Heretical? I, um, I had the word heredi- go. Heredity? Hereditary? Hereditary. No, Is that what you're going that's for? Passed, that's passed through. <laughs> that's that's passed along your genes. Um, um, I don't. I don't know a lot of H words. You have to work with me, Conrad. Okay, it's heresy of the greatest level. We'll just go with that. And that is that God sends all the angels and the people to hell. And he chose that for them before he even created them. Like, God created people to go to hell. But not everyone's going to hell. No, not everyone. But the ones that are going to hell, he would have then had to create them to go to hell. And that's like the most heresy thing you could come up with. My mind is exploding right now, Conrad. So wait, so, like, so there's controversial uh, beliefs about that too. So uh, apparently in one of these uh, lost books of the Bibles, these uh, the, these books of the Bibles that aren't considered to be part of the, the holy, you know, I don't know how you were wording it earlier. Uh, the canonical, there's like the canonical right. uh, b- Bible, and then there's the other ancient uh, religious scriptures, which are not part of the canonical Bible. Yes. So one of those other scriptures there's a there's there's a there's a whole chapter in uh in that book right and it, it and it says that even the people that go to hell aren't going to be in hell forever there's going to yeah, be, be Maccabees. oh okay Coconut. yeah 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 so eventually there'll be a point where everyone except for satan which is hilarious everybody except for satan gets out of hell and can join jesus afterwards again in heaven yeah i think that's like the idea of purgatory isn't it no it's not purgatory okay yeah i think um that, that's kind of similar to um what the jehovah witnesses believed back when i was doing my occult research <laughs> <laughs> oh i found out something terrible turns out uh my family on my dad's side is all mormon well mormon's better than a jehovah witness <laughs> yeah but like i never knew this i'm like why wasn't i told this before parents that's parents work tell you things at the last minute <laughs> so it's so your father was mormon is? or he came from a more he is mormon not practicing but he still considers himself mormon because yeah everyone on my dad's side is oh so he's a jack mormon <laughs> uh you know what that is right um no uh, this is the first time i've heard the phrase jack mormon let's say blah, blah, blah. is that like a pretend mormon or something uh, yeah you know not really uh jack mormon is a slang term used that originated in 19th century america used to describe a person who is not a uh member of the latter-day saints proper but kind of goes along with mormonism but they they don't follow all the rules like they drink alcohol and coffee and that sort of thing mormons aren't supposed to drink coffee yeah they're not supposed to drink anything with caffeine in it good thing i'm not mormon i love coffee (laughs) yeah so they don't follow all the uh all the rules of being a mormon i see now the only thing my dad didn't like was you know how they have a they all go by the same name when they're in the church um, I forget the actual name, but all the males go by the same name, right? There's like, there's a name for all the males and there's a name for all the females. I did not know this. Yes. I know they that they were all like brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. Right, right, right. That, that was one of the things he did not like about it. <laughs> so he's like, I don't know. I'm not going to practice this. That's a weird thing to get upset over. Like. <laughs> no, I mean, there were other things like he told me that one of my uncles uh, was um, is Mormon. Right. And he does uh-huh. practice the religion and he was told by the church who to marry. And that's what he did. He married one of the girls from the church that ended horribly. 
Um, interesting. Yeah. That is definitely interesting. Yeah, that's the sort of thing that I would say most people think of when they, they don't like the um, Mormon church. Not, they wouldn't let me drink alcohol. It's more of the, they made me marry so-and-so, and they wouldn't let me get divorced, or... A religion I that was, forces you to get married is a bad religion in my book. Or... I had to stick in there or they would take my kids away from me and say that I was a bad person or they would exile me from all of my uh, friends and family and then I wouldn't have anywhere to go or that Mm. sort of thing. Just like regular Mm. cult stuff. Right, right. That is generally what most people cite as the problem. Right. Not the, they wouldn't give me coffee. It's morning for crying out loud and a Monday. (laughs) Give me coffee. (laughs) Yep, yep. Okay, so uh, does that pretty much wrap up my demons are part of God's puppet show thingy? Well, I absolutely loved the last theory. That was uh, fantastic. And then my final theory is just my regular old um, cliche Bigfoot theory. <laughs> okay. Demons. Have you ever seen a picture of a D and D demon? Uh, yeah, 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 I've seen. They're it. generally seen hairy. It. Yeah, yeah. They have horns and claws and fangs. You know what else has lots of fur and fangs and claws and likes to roam around in the night like a demon? Has glowing My white wife? eyes. I was going to say Bigfoot, <laughs> but I. <ain't... laughs> no, yeah, yeah, Bigfoot, Bigfoot. That's what I meant to say, Conrad. So, what if Bigfoot sightings are? demons i mean it's been said okay. before but i i honestly think bigfoot is bigfoot's species yeah. um i i don't think they're demons okay but what if maybe they're not demons but maybe they are tied in with demons as like um a demonic spawn of some kind because what would happen if like a human and well there has to be uh, some demon. kind of connection okay so in the book of uh in the book of enoch no no book yeah the book of enoch when it's talking about the book of enoch yeah and it's talking about the the um uh, i can't I'm, I'm trying to find it real quick i can't find it You're can't okay. find it no okay. okay it's it's talking about in, in the book of enoch that the demons the the nate what would you call them? The 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 offspring, the half nephilim. the half demons, the nephilim were big and powerful and monstrous. And what they would do is, after they got, they were just too they were too difficult to take care of. And as they grew larger and larger, they would eat all the food, and then they would start eating people. And then they just grew monstrous and naturally wild. So you think the they, bigfoot are described as more? I. Just throwing that out there, okay? I just have to. I just like shoehorning Bigfoot into everything these days. Because <laughs> when you got a Bigfoot like that, sometimes it doesn't fit in every shoe, but that's fine. That's what shoe shoehorns are for. I mean, I could I could see it possibly being a legitimate theory. Here's the thing, right? We know uh, that Bigfoot is associated sometimes with aliens and UFOs, right? Right. And and we and we often consider UFO uh, like alien or UFO sites uh, to be demonic, right? I mean, there's tons of theories that aliens are actually demons, and these sightings are uh, what are they called? I can't think right now, honestly. But anyways, there's there's an alien and demon connection there, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't there be a connection with demons and and, and Bigfoot? Yeah. And then uh, the the thing is, if they are the half-breeds and all of that, that might explain why we never really uh, find them, is if they have uh, that demonic um, thing. And I don't know. There is the issue of not all Bigfoots 
I don't know, attack people. But then these these uh, half-breeds didn't necessarily, weren't violent all the time in the Bible. They were men of great renown. And they, they were okay as long mm. as they were fed. So maybe <laughs> as long as they're stealing your cows, you're fine? I suppose. But there is another issue. In the book of Enoch, they're mentioned to be uh, almost 20 cubits tall. Now, a cubit is a foot and a half. That's a huge Bigfoot. That's 30 feet tall. I don't quite think... What type of measurement is a cubit again? 18 inches. Oh, um, it's, uh, it's an old Jewish measurement. Mm. Uh, you find it in the Bible a lot. It's the, the cubit is gen, is from the, your elbow to your, the end of your fist, I believe. If you make a fist and it goes from your elbow. That's a cubit? Your, um, maybe it's from, from your elbow to your tips of your fingers. Uh, I forget. But it's generally about 18 inches. It's like saying a hand's breadth, you know? Mm. Hand's breadth or something mm. like that. It's not like a, a exact measurement. Some people's cubits are going to be longer than other people's. <laughs> But it's about 18 inches. But then there's the question. Is that the uh, measurement of people these days? Because we're supposedly, we're bigger than we used to be in the 18th century, right? Uh, I don't know. Are we? Yeah, we are. Uh, (laughs) Bigger as in like our skeletal frame? No, no, no. Like, um. We're just like heavy set Americans. The average age, uh, average height for a man in um, 1850 was... Oh, you're um, saying we, we evolved taller. I mean, some people think that. So other people think it's artificial growth hormones that's in your milk and has altered humans over the time. And if you grow up drinking dairy milk, like all good Americans should in that... <laughs> Well, I ain't got nothing to say about that. But then again, you could also say it's just because that if you don't drink milk, you don't have calcium. If you don't have calcium, you don't grow. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I drank a lot of milk when I was a kid, but uh, I did not grow that tall. So, Yeah, but you also drink coffee. So I didn't drink <laughs> coffee as a kid. <laughs> hey, mom, make me an espresso. I'm going to be late for preschool. <laughs> You wouldn't Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, I could imagine that. Kids that just like have the deadest uh, doomer looking eyes. Uh, I That's just insane. need espresso to get to work. Oh, no, school. Mom, mom, espresso. Where's the, where's the creamer? I don't want to go to Starbucks. I always want to drink it with no sugar. I don't, I have, time to, I don't have time to drive myself to Starbucks. <laughs> I don't even have my license yet. <laughs> anyway. I, I honestly think kids today are growing up too fast. So that's the, um, those are my t- three theories that lie between the, it's well, all since, in your head. Since, since uh, you brought up Bigfoot. Dramatic. Yeah. Do you remember the story of David and Goliath? Yeah. Do you think David, uh, not David, uh, do you think Goliath could have possibly been a Bigfoot? Well, no, because didn't mention anything about all of his hair, but it did say that he wore armor and had a sword. That's Yeah, only, but maybe the armor like, like hit all his hair. And, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we didn't get that much backstory into Goliath. No, I think that all you know is he's a big dude. He has a sword. He has armor. Yeah, all we knew he was a giant. And then, um, and then uh, uh, after Gli- uh, David hit him with the rock, he then went up there, took his sword, cut off his head, then took his armor and went home. That that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So 
And like they mention him in passing in like later, later verses, I think it's like, oh, and then this sword right here was the one that came from Goliath. Yeah, that one's still hanging around. <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to that sword. Buried somewhere. Because here's the thing. Have you... Antarctica? You know what the Holy Grail is? Yeah, of course. Okay. Do you know what the Lance of Lantis? Lightus? Lance of Longus? Have you heard of that? Uh, no, I don't think I heard of that. That's the uh, spear, because like, uh, oh, is the that the spear that that pierced uh, Jesus? Yeah, yeah. The, it was the okay. name of the. Um, I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, like everything around the crucifixion has a name. The 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 crown of thorns has a name. The well, lance yeah, of whatever yeah. has a name. <laughs> the the cross itself has a name. Um, the Last Supper cup. Obviously, the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. Like all of those things are the ancient, um, the great relics of Jesus. Okay. Why would those be the great relics of Jesus if because they were they, like basically torture devices? Because that's like the whole story of Jesus is getting tortured and killed. Yeah, but it wasn't like a great moment. Well, it was. Isn't it though? Isn't that like supposed to be like the the part where like Jesus dies for everybody, and that's like supposed to be like his greatest conquest is dying? I suppose, but then that's like saying Judas was a hero. <laughs> oh yeah, I think there is like the the set the, the seven silver that the Judas. Yeah, yeah, betrayed. yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, like that that itself is another relic. There's so yeah, there's relic. supposed to be uh, Judas's coins laying around somewhere still. Yeah, they, no, no. They went and they he he went and threw them back to the people who paid him the money, and then he went and hung himself in a tree, and then they took the money and they bought a piece of land, and that piece of land has a name, and like there's like everything that happened around Jesus's crucifixion is a holy relic. Oh no, but I'm saying like supposedly these items are still out there, and, and I'm saying part of Judas's silver is still out there too. Yeah, um, it's kind of nuts. Actually. So like, I, like what, what would you do if you had Judas's silver? Longus, Longus, Lance of Longus. Ah, okay. Anyway, um, I, was, I always um, thought it was like the Spear of Destiny or something. That's kind of what they call it in the movies. Uh, so there's, um, you know, the Mormons have a sword, a really famous sword. Um, it's a steel <laughs> sword. Uh, I forget what most importance is. The Mormon. <laughs> who who has ever wielded the sword of the Mormons? Is that was that supposed to be like um uh, like the sword of King Arthur or something? Like they found it and like this is the sword of the Mormons. Um, uh, Laban, sword of Laban. Who's Laban? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about Laban? He single-handedly Same. defeated twenty Bigfoots on his own. <laughs> with only a sword by his side and a bottle of wine, he lasted the whole night. It's also known as the Sword of Jericho. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Sword of Jerry. <laughs> um, yeah, Jerry was a great Mormon. He had a sword. So yeah. I don't know what its importance is. <laughs> oh, okay. So Joshua apparently had it. So it's apparently the Sword of Joshua. But I think that he, he, it's it's like a holy relic. 
of the Mormons, like one of the most holy of all the Mormon relics. Sure. Why isn't the sword of, uh, what's his face? We just talked about him. Goliath. Why isn't that one? That's what I'm saying. Like, where is his sword? He was this massive figure in a very important relic that everyone is sleeping on. You know, like it's (laughs) going to be the big thing in the next 200 years. Like there's going to be a new cult that opens up and like, you know, the sword, it was Goliath's and David took it. And then he did all these awesome things with it. And he killed all these people with this sword of Goliath's holy relic. Mm hmm. I didn't know what I had. I was just opening it. Uh, I was just using it to open my beers. But uh, it's a really good. It's a really good sword. You know, you can actually open. Uh, if you have um, swords, actually make a really good beer openers. If you get it <laughs> right up there against the cross guard and the blade, <clears throat> it actually works. Oh yeah, I'm sure it does. I've never had a um, traditional sword. I've only had katanas. Uh, I think you could make it with uh, nope. work with a katana too. Nope. But I mean, you could hook it on the tang on the back of the spine or something. Hey, I've opened a I've opened a uh, a bottle with a key. I I, I mean I've it. seen people open up bottles with like pocket knives and stuff, and I'm just thinking I I, I could never do that because that would slip and cut my hand or something. Like <laughs> hey, I would thirsty. I would do that. When you're thirsty, you do some crazy things. I'm never in a position where uh, I'm dying of dehydration. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's about all I got on these. Yeah, there. I was, I mean, I was I, gonna say, uh, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up there because we're getting into uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into the after topics. Yeah, but it would be cool to do a theory on like hidden Bible relics. Yeah, we should we should do an episode on that and all on all the uh, ancient relics and the things that should be relics. Because you know the. Um, they they often say all all the great relics are b- behind a private collection. Ah, like in the Vatican somewhere? Like yeah, like it's either locked up in the Vatican or some guy with just a bajillion dollars has it in his private collection. Like Jeff Bezos is probably like sitting on the Holy Grail or like using it. <laughs> yeah, you just never know, but um Awesome stuff. I loved those series. Loved them. All right. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. If you want to email me or Conrad, you can do that at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's all one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bizarre Conspiracies.